Yo, what up? What up, what up, what up? This is you, Levine. Yo, Lewey. Orion de Peligrosa. T-Double. The mighty DJ Mel. This is Ginger Lee. Zilli. Protégé. Yo, 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 everybody. It's Toddy B. This is your favorite giant Chinaman, CK. DJ K. Callie, you rocking with the feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. The feedback. You are listening to the Feedback Podcast. With my homie back. We're back. No pun. Welcome back to the Feedback Podcast. And uh, we're, going, we're here with Matt. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. So part two, we've been talking about music a lot, about the state of hip hop. And I know it's a big, big topic these days with the humana humanas and the old people sounding like, oh, you don't know music. I know music from back in my day and blah, blah, blah. Get off my lawn. Yes. <laughs> and you, you thought you would never sound like that when your parents told yeah. you that what you're listening to was crap. It was noise. It didn't make sense and all that. But we're going to talk about all that uh, with Matt here. We're going to open the conversation up. If you want to call in, uh, the number is 512-539-0225. The phones are on. Feel free to call in if you want to touch on the subject or give it your two cents. I have a question for Matt based on what we talked about earlier. But I want to open up, ask you a direct question because we talked about it before okay. before we started the show. What do you? How would you describe today's um, hip hop landscape. And this, I'm just, I want to ask you first. We've been talking about it, but mm -hmm. I want like your 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 official uh, response to this because I know you can rant about it for a while too. But then we'll just go off from there. Man, it's 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 there's different levels to it. I mean, there's, it's an incredible landscape right now. I mean, the, like I said earlier this week, I saw Calvin Martyr, who's a real young Christian rapper from Austin, perform on a huge stage in Houston. Amazing show, just hard, just went hard in the Christian rap realm. I was in Lagos earlier, or in 2016, I went to Nigeria. I got to go and meet all kinds of musicians and all kinds of people, rappers and singers. Hard, going hard, man. There's still people here, like I said, San Antonio, those artists like Bamsworth Belly, Amia. But these Worldwide, are still they're like under the radar. Like, they're under the radar, yeah. But what I'm saying is that it's the people, the, the media, and the big companies that we have to take to task. Like there's there's such a small group of people running all of these things. Like the big petrochemical companies might as well be the same thing as the as these major labels. I feel like the, a lot of the big labels and the and the, the big radio media outlets are just the entertainment arms of the Illuminati. I mean, and mm -hmm. the Illuminati is a word you get made fun of for saying sometimes, but I kind of just use it as a catch-all phrase for that. Right. You know, there are elites that are above us in that sense, in that financial sense, and in that media sense, and they own, they all own it. They own the same, you know, they're the same people mm -hmm. presenting the same things on the same level. So on a mainstream level, it's it's been bad many times over history, but it is definitely the worst it's ever been. And I mean, like we talked in the last... Uh, segment uh you know the beginning of the show we were talking about like, country music mm -hmm. hank williams jr hank williams was incredible patsy klein incredible you know like writers like woody guthrie incredible you know like they had a lot to say they're famous they're dead and famous to this day mm -hmm. amazing music. that's country music nowadays it's just a freaking vehicle for the illuminati there are certainly country artists who are real Unfortunately, a lot of the best ones are ones that are um, copying the real too. I guess. I'll tell you something. I've across the board. Like I'm but, only familiar with the hip hop. But uh, but I'm saying but I'm saying but I'm saying you know we're gonna we, know, we don't have to just go across the board. We're, but I'm saying like as an example, like it's not just hip hop. You know, like what's going on in hip hop with the copying and with the very limited sounds that are really getting through. You know, I feel like these voices. This, you know, you say humana humana and all that. 
some of this auto tune and all this, man, I feel like there's science behind this shit. I feel like there's reprogramming going on behind this shit. Like, I feel like these tones and stuff are not just natural. And I don't think they're just happening in someone's bedroom. I think there's, there's formulations and formulas that are going behind this. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, reprogramming some of these kids' brains and some of this. I really do. And I think that there, people are like, you're crazy. You're a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Black, black mirror shit. <laughs> I, I, I think that it's a lot deeper than we think. Music, you know, I didn't have a turntable for a while. I've had a turntable my whole life, but in, say, in the last few years. You know, I've got kids, all that stuff. It wasn't my number one concern. I built another a new stereo, like, with old an old receiver and all this. <clears throat> and I put records on, and I was like, man, the way these records resonate with me, man. Like, it's different from a digital file. I can listen to my earbuds outside walking around to music, and it sounds great on my phone. It sounds fine. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same. That You don't feel it in your chest. Mm -hmm. You don't feel that right in your chest. Physically, you don't. You know, there's a difference between digital and analog. There's a difference between what we grew up with and what the kids are growing up with now. And I really very literally think the voices we hear the cadences we hear, the patterns that they put over and over and over and over and over and over. The building the There's drop. way more to it <laughs> than just music. It's not just music. Let me speak to that a little bit. I, I actually agree with you to a, to a good extent. Music for me, I use it to put myself in different moods. It's almost like a drug in some ways. Mm -hmm. uh, morning, I want to wake up. I need to be in a good mood. I have a good mood morning soundtrack. Uh, I need to get shit done. I have like a good like gangster hip hop. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to get this shit done. But I'm changing my mindset. And it does. It, for me, it influences and helps. So it only goes to show that if somebody realizes it does that for other people, the next step is exploit that. And say, well, how about we have a formula that makes people more docile to what's going on? I mean, that well, so if, when, when, you met, when you say science, it's, you mean that it's being doctored, like the way I'm picturing it, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's being yeah. doctored in a lab somewhere say, if you play at this frequency, yep. then the kids are going to be like, oh, what that's is exactly, this? What is exactly this? That's exactly what it, I'm saying. And so... I, I, I was talking. I was talking to a friend. They're gonna ago. be dumber. No, no, no. But <laughs> there's there there are people who study, you know, what kind of music is played in stores, mm -hmm. so people are more apt to buy shit. Yeah, that company wouldn't hire me. Did you try? <laughs> <that>? <laughs> I did. I did try. I tried. Really? Yeah, I tried. They didn't want me. Is it is weird. it music? Or one of those? It's the one that's here in Austin. I was too weird. I think. I mean, they actually study that so that when you walk in in the mall. And yeah. you hear that music, or and it, they even have it so that the kids hear it, but the parents don't. Hmm. So the kids are like, "Mom, mom, let's go inside of here." It's, yeah. it's that level no, there's of, a science. of science. There's a science, and it's to creepy all this. as fuck. Yeah, but that, but at the same time, you're like, you know, you can still approach it as you know what, like you said, you know, I, you know, I'm in this mood, so this this kind of music I I listen to to you know put myself up or when I'm mm -hmm. working out or right. when I'm uh, when I'm driving, and but we're but when we're when we're talking about music and us, we're talking about p us are we're people that who go out to discover music and we find all kinds of incredible music. There's still real punk. There's still real everything. Sure. Yep. But on that level, on that major label level, the stuff that you get banged in your head over and over and over again, if you listen to it, I don't listen to it anymore because I feel like sometimes I hear that kind of music and I realize like like a, like when a dog hears a high pitched sound and they just yeah. freak out and like cover their ears or go running into the closet. Like It literally is kind of what it does to me now, man. Like I know that I have to get away from it. I know that I have to get away from those sounds. I don't want my kids having those sounds really affect them like that. I see, I actually, I work with kids on the, I've actually seen a lot of incredible young kids, man. Like I've, I've dealt with 
I went to the Youth on Record program in Denver. You know, shout out to them. I've, I've, I've worked with kids whenever I can, and I've met, there's lots of really dynamic, incredible, intelligent kids who care about music. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, but when you're really talking about the masses and controlling the masses, music's a great tool for that, man. And, and they know because everybody listens to music when you know all the stuff that was happening in the 60s like the soundtrack of the 60s like all those songs you know it's messed up when the most radical songs on the radio are on the classic rock station <laughs> and if you're lucky enough to have a classic soul station but a lot of cities don't mm -hmm. it doesn't make any, it you know it's kind of the proof is in the pudding right there man we saw what was going on then the changes where they were trying to make it when we saw where it stopped it is well, what it is I, I think that you know Music to me was always traceable in the sense that you can trace hip hop back to its, you mm -hmm. know, funk and disco mm -hmm. roots, uh, you know, rock and roll and jazz and blues. So to me, it was always this you had the same elements that you would find again and again. So you'd be able to basically build a family tree or a ge genealogy tree of, of music. And it feels like that's what's missing now mm -hmm. you know i i'm a big fan of sampling and we've talked about it you know with, with mel where you can actually be like oh okay this somebody took this thing and then piece it together and then looped it and then did all of this stuff and then now you have a brand new song and today you don't even hear that as much anymore there's only a few producers who still who still sample and it's that disconnect to me that's that's dangerous but at the same time you have sorry I'm, I'm rambling but there is this sense of nostalgia that keeps coming back like vinyl record sales or like in the billions now i think it went uh yeah it's, it's spiked it, up yeah it, it's more than all the digital sales combined or some crazy number mm -hmm. like that and so shit we got macgyver back on tv and all these TV <laughs> shows so there is a there is a dollar amount you know, to nostalgia and bringing shit back. They're bringing mm -hmm. back DuckTales. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Double Dragon 4 came out and it looked on PS4 and looks just like Double Dragon 2 on Nintendo. So, uh, my hope is that it will come full circle and that, you know, yeah, we're going to go back to, hey, this is how it's, this is how hip hop used to be. It was engaged and it was, there was a message there and hopefully, someone will take the baton and you know run with it be like okay well i want to do what he does but i'll do it my way yeah. right. tell my story and or, tell my message or something totally new and radical that also sure. jams man you know like i mean keeping the aesthetic of, of hip-hop and what you know what it, what it came from is important you know when it comes to just hip-hop but that's part of my, comp my you know i actually fought for years against you know people would say ugk wasn't hip-hop back in the day <laughs> Yeah. UGK was not famous. They were not popular not outside time. of the yeah. South, man. Like, and they would get dissed, and they were incredible from day one. They were country incredible. Rap tunes. And so Pimp was like, no, just call us country rap tunes. But I was like, no, motherfuckers, it's hip-hop. We are part of this culture, and I used to fight for that. Now, mm. when it's the, the songs, you know, it's not, they're not rapping. They're saying the same word over and over. Water, 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 water. That's not rapping. I don't care how you feel about it. It's your music. Make your music. Fine. But it's not what it's not the same, it's not. And so it's a new genre. Go be that, and quit disrespecting <laughs> the people. You know, people said it was rap and hip hop. Yeah, no, I've always fought against that, man. I can say this shit because I fucking put my life. I'm dedicating my life to this. Mm -hmm. 
for you know the separation of rap and hip hop. Hip hop's the culture, rap's the music. That's mm-hmm. part of the culture. Right. There's no separation there. It's part of one part of the other. This new stuff might be part of hip hop too, to an extent. It's fine. It's from the streets, <clears throat> but it's not. It's not rapping, man. They're not rhyming. You know, they're saying the dumbest shit over and over, and they're biting each other. There were there's rules. There's a code. I don't care if I sound old. I'm not dissing you for making. I'm not dissing you for making the music you're making. Make your music, but don't disrespect what really. You know, this was a lot of work, man. People went to jail for this shit, dude. People, people died, were killed people for, this died for this shit for music, not just in. I'm talking about people. You know, Steve Fournier, Cap and Jack getting taken out of venues in Houston in handcuffs. Other DJs in handcuffs for playing rap music, man. Like for real. I'm talking about. You know, we talked touched a little bit on South by earlier and stuff and how like some of the venues aren't exactly receptive to hip hop. Man, try booking a hip hop tour in nineteen eighty five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Man, they would they, the whole police force would be like on strike. Yep. You're not bringing them to our city. You know, like <laughs> that's not happening. You know, they like barricade the arena. Like not that's not a joke. That's for real. You know, like so we've progressed a lot and we went through a lot to get to a certain point, man. And it's like, I want to see the progression keep happening. I don't want to see the, this, I don't want to hear the same thing over well, and over I'm, again. Well, I'm all for, I'm all for music to evolve. I just don't like when the new generation, this is the old generation. There was that interview. I think it was Lil Uzi Vert or something. One of those, one mm-hmm. of those kids. He was on the radio in New York. Mm-hmm. I think it was, was it Hot 97? No, it wasn't Hot 97. Maybe Power... I don't know one one yeah, of those one of those hip hop yeah. I mean, and he said yeah I'm not gonna rap over over some premiere beat yeah you know I don't that's some old shit I'm like fine no not fine yeah fine I'm sorry, when not I was fine you can't when I was I 15 gonna, it, when I was 15 I didn't really want you to play me Led Zeppelin I wanted to hear Black Flag you know and yeah but you didn't I, say fuck Led Zeppelin I if might someone, have uh, I might have to an extent but when I was like 15. But I also wasn't just being a total copycat cornball talking about nothing. You know, like I had other things to say, too. Like, so it goes deeper than that. Like, I don't like that he said that. Don't go to New York and disrespect DJ Premier. Yeah. From Houston. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. (laughs) But uh, don't do that. No, it's not okay. But you're a good kid. Fine. You don't have, I don't, uh, you know, he probably never fucking heard a Gangstar record in his life. Probably not. Mm -hmm. You know, okay doesn't know what we went through you know for for these records man like he'll learn at some point but all that stuff to me it, i don't care how he feels i care that like he's just copying <laughs> and he's saying nothing whatsoever of any relevance whatsoever i mean we, we've always had songs like that but didn't necessarily make it to the you know there were one hit wonders I mean, Ice Ice Baby was big. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, there's all kinds of songs like that. There's all kinds of things. But nowadays, that, I, I mean, it's just over the top, um, same shit. It's he, over the he, top. It's not any one artist. It's the it's the the people putting this out to the people. This this staying in one lane. You know what? I, what I'm waiting for is something groundbreaking on the level of, you know, when NWA came out. On the mm-hmm. level of when Wu Tang came out and said, "Look, we got nine dudes in the same crew. We all sound different, have different styles, but we're gonna take over this shit." And this is well, we love martial arts. Like nobody else has done that before. And so when you have all these copycats, you're like, okay, anybody's is gonna jump in and really say, 
Look, I don't do this. I'll, I'll say Pack. Anderson Pack might be the closest thing. But that's Anderson b- Pack raps like Kendrick, though. Yeah, but he, he he's he's up there because like, everybody's, exactly like everybody's down here. He's the only one that's Because he's different. copying the best. He's the one copying well, the best. So. I, I, I don't think he sounds He can sing. Like no, he, he can, can sing. sing. Singing, he, when he raps, he raps like Kendrick. I was at my fr- talking about when I was in Denver, I was at my friend Kaylin's house, and she had the Anderson Pack record on, and I've seen him in concert. I was like, yeah. he's good, whatever. He can sing. He can play the drums. And he can play the drums while singing. Fine. But then, the, but I was like, "Damn, Kendrick's all over this record." She's like, "No, he's not." I was like, "That's not Kendrick." She's like, "That's oh, him." I was like, "He's rapping exactly like Kendrick." She's like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> it is what it is, man. But he stands like, out because West everybody else is from that same. region. So I mean, you're gonna have some right. similarities, right? No, fuck that. Wait, what? He sounds just like the, him. Both you're from right. within the same like five ten mile area. Man, that's fine. MC8 didn't sound like Ice Cube. Yeah, true. And they're from the same place. Chaotics um, didn't sound like uh, UGK, and they're from Houston. You know, I mean, there was, you know, there is, there, you know, that's. I felt it's just uh, uh, even him. You know, to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, man, come on, you don't. It, it, it's like part of the culture now. It's like part well, of the culture. Just like be like, you know, we can't step outside of the box. We have to be like this guy that already made it. Well, let, let's 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 go we back. Don't and, take that risk. Yeah, exactly. Well, but I mean, th- th- when people talk about who who's on top right now, you always hear you know Cole, Kendrick, and Drake, always. And mm-hmm. you're like, any anybody else want to you know? You have it's like you have uh, uh, J Cole on one end, Drake on the other, and Kendrick is like dead in the middle. As far as what kind of sound they provide, Drake is the you know he, he sings now for some reason. I don't know why he wants to. <laughs> he started singing. But he's the pop dude that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. He, he can't do no wrong. Cole is more in the on the conscious side, but really like, like I put Cole up with, you know, the Asheru's of the world and like really deep shit, like the Dillas and all of that. And then you have Kendrick in the middle who can go either way, with any, with anything he does. And I'm like, anybody else want to step in? And and be- nobody's hearing Skip Coon, nobody's hearing Spook, you know. Nobody's hearing like these incredible voices that are like from Jackson, Mississippi. You know, places like this. Like, there's so much out there that that could be heard. There's so much. That's what I try to do with my my playlist show. Like, I was we we talked about the suffers in the last segment, and I was looking at. Do you know what the Paz and Jop poll is? The Village Voice, like Village mm-hmm. Voice, owns mm-hmm. like all the papers around the world, practically around the country, and the 500, 600 different quote unquote music critics or whatever. And for some reason I'm still in the list or whatever. (laughs) And we all like put our top 10 records and top 10 singles. And me and my brother, Saman from Houston were the only people out of like 600, some people voting to put the suffers album in the top 10. Hmm. And I'm like, that only means that all these people never heard it. You know, they haven't heard because if they'd have heard it, Man, we'd be some, but then you got Leon Bridges, who basically sounds like Sam Cooke. Fine. He's got big money behind him. Mm-hmm. And he's playing big, huge stages and just huge. And huge, like, bam, out the box because he had that team behind him. That's the problem. That's the disparities here in music. And that's where I, what I, where I exist. That's where I want to be. Like, I don't care about what the major labels are putting out. I, like, I literally, literally turn it off when I hear that t- type of voice, when I hear that beat that I know exactly what it's going to be. Click. How how'd y'all feel about the new Missy? Have you heard it? I, I didn't heard hear the whole thing. thing. You haven't heard it? Like two, I just heard songs. about it like yesterday, and I didn't hear it. It's, uh, I mean, the music video, of course, nobody comes close to Missy when it comes mm-hmm. to videos. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm a Missy super fan. I, so am I. I mean, I love me some Missy joints, but yeah. that one was like, look, she got this dude named Lamb, which I can't take you seriously if your name is Lamb. 
and it's harder yeah. for me to take you seriously if your name is Lamb. And so it is like the humana humana stuff Ugh. that Missy, I'm like, I'm used to Missy being, look, I, can put, I put out a yeah. banger out there. I can have some of the dopest sounds in it and, you know, I'll dance to it. But this one, you don't even want to move. It's like you just stand there and hmm. humana humana away if you want to. Well, let's not forget a lot of these kids are being raised on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids, true. <laughs> these true. kids are taking pills that we yeah. never heard of when they're little and they're growing up in that mindset and a lot of this music sounds to me like what being on those type of pills sounds like feels it's like, like mind numbing which is earlier statement about and it's not the just the mind numbing music it's, it's music for the numb mind to an extent hmm. and well that, and it's out there and it's part of this whole brain control it's part of this whole like i mean it, i'm people are, anybody who knows me i know there's people who are gonna be like stupid ass mad with this conspiracy theory i'm not even talking about this as a conspiracy i'm talking about this as like these tones and these cadences and these sounds there's more to it than what we know for sure they go hand in hand with the drugs that these dumbasses are putting inside children this is a scourge across the world especially in america america dictates a lot of the culture and a lot yeah, of what goes on around yep. and it's coming from that like it's the dumbing down for real dumbing down with drugs the music i wonder this this is this is a very uh, i'm gonna come out of left field here and i would love to know your opinions on this mm-hmm. and if sure. you even ever notice this this is something i noticed mm-hmm. is there a reason why there are so many movies that have a puke scene hmm. Have you ever thought about how many films you've seen in the last five, six years where someone throws up? A lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Like, who in the world wants to see someone throw up? Not me. Not me, ever. (laughs) But there's a lot. What does that mean? That has to mean something. There has to be a reason for this happening. What is it? It's wow. dumb because people are dumb for one, but for two, <laughs> just why, like, think about there. that. Think about it though. Like that's one, that's another thing when it comes you know, the voices and I was, Oh, we're crazy. You're crazy. You think that's like, why are there so many, there's, you'll be watching a mo- bridesmaids. That's yeah. And all of a sudden the whole room explodes into vomit. Why? Why? I, I don't know. That's interesting. Things are going on, man. Things are happening. Why is it so much puke scenes? <laughs> Alex Jones on next on the. TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. You oh, would I'm not serious. believe what is happening right now. I'm serious though, man. There's things, you know, this media, this big, big Hollywood, this big shit. You know, we need to drive our kids away from that. I, I, I said I think that um, it's just too much and over the top. And like I said, we live in an information age where you're stimulated twenty four seven. Here, oh, here's another one that I noticed lately, and I think that's it's scary as fuck. Commercials mm-hmm. where, hey, you can take your phone and walk around and watch your favorite shows. You've seen that shit? Mm-hmm. The guy gets on the bus, and everybody on the yeah. bus is Game of Thrones, char- Game yeah. of Thrones characters, and so there's Big Bird. Yeah, so the dude is walking around, literally looking at his tiny-ass screen, and... They they make it sound like that's okay, like there's no human interaction whatsoever the entire time, in in that commercial, and that's what we're pushing now. Oh, you have five gigs of data now, so you can stream all you want while you're on the bus, while you're doing this, while you're taking a shit, while you whatever, and you're like, whoa, that is that is that what's 
coming up is that the you know we, we have we're in front of these shiny screens all the time I mean, and that's here. what that's what our lives are now and yeah. kids are growing up doing that like they're born into it we remember of course remember when we didn't have any of this shit we mm-hmm. have to go outside i mean i'm going to sound old again but uh <laughs> back in my day i used to play with a stick in the, <laughs> in the back, i had a stick in the rock and i would dig a hole in the in the ground and that's how i had fun but I, that, that's what i'm saying like it's these little subtle mm-hmm. messages and for a 10 year old or 11 year old that can have a really significant impact on how they see life. And if you take that shit away, they might even know, not know how to act. Yeah, that happens. And I, I think my, and I think that's definitely the truth. And it's certainly what's happening. I really like having things on demand and all that. I think that's really cool, but I also realize that it kind of take, makes it not as special, you mm-hmm. know, like when you'd have to rush home to catch that show or catch that radio show, or even if you videotaped it, you yeah. know, and you'd watch yeah. it the next day after school or whatever. Or you wait it's for totally to different than, you know, when you had to take the bus home to go watch it. Right. And then you're on the bus now watching it or whatever. Like, it, it, I think it makes it a little less special. I think living in Austin, for me personally, growing up in Erie, Pennsylvania, the reason I started booking shows was we had nothing else to do. You know, we had nothing to do. We did a fanzine. We did whatever we could to have something to do. Here, fuck am I going to book a show in Austin for, man? There's six tonight yeah, that right. I could go to right now. Like, I can. Sometimes I do, but, like. It's not the same, man. Like when it's just overload and it's in your face and it's there. Like and so I think in 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 the opposite of what we'd want to happen happens. Like so it's like okay, there's six things happening tonight. I could go to any of those, and then you don't because tomorrow night there's six more things. And the next night there's not like, oh my god, this concert's coming up in three weeks. I have to be there. Right. That's true. And, and you and know, or this show, I cannot wait for the premiere of this show now, dude. I mean, and this, not, this is fine. It. It's fine, but you can watch 10 episodes of a show yeah. tonight. Yeah. You, can, you know, Netflix drops a series. You watch the whole series yeah. tonight yeah. if you want. Like, it is what it is. Like, it's kind of cool, but it's also this whole staring at your phones and all that. There's, you know, we're going to see lots of residual effects from that. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it used to be you could you could tell someone, hey, this is the place, this is where you should go, but now there's just so much going on that you really, you know, have have to pick pick your poison but um uh damn i forgot well let me jump in here i have a i, I want to dial back a little bit um to an earlier conversation we we're having and we're talking about like commercial music and you know it being trash what have you and i'm gonna embarrass myself a little bit as i oh please go as i walk this conversation up sure mm-hmm. what was uh around the room what was your first hip-hop show you saw live first concert uh french it had to be french hip-hop for me sure uh, La Brigade. I was twelve, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, t- eleven or twelve. Dope hip hop show. Uh, it's my first time going so far outside of my town with my sister and my best friend. And French hip hop at the time was really <laughs> like hardcore. Really, like really you think French. about you think about the level that Public Enemy was on back then is like that level of shit. Mm-hmm. And to where just to go to get inside the room was just insane. Like, there were so many people standing outside that the, the promoters actually threw a, a tear gas Ooh. at us. But we still made it inside. It was one of the dopest shows I've ever seen. But anyway, that's, that okay. was my experience. Um, I would say first live show was probably, like, a summer jam in San Antonio. I don't, I don't remember who was performing uh, outside of Jade. 
I remember. <laughs> I was and he didn't to... walk away, right? Oh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, first hip hop I remember seeing live was uh, Outkast, oh. uh, freshman year. Uh, UT, they brought him. They mm. performed at the Union. It was eight that, bucks. Was it Forty Whoa. Acres Fest. Yep. Uh, it was, was just at the Union. Yeah, it was just at the Union. It was before like wow. Forty Acres Fest really blew up. But um, yeah, ninety nine, I believe. I yeah, probably. And uh, yeah, eight bucks saw Outkast, and that was an amazing show. And, I bet. Yeah, Matt. Man, the first big show. I mean, outside of like young people in the in where I lived, I guess. I mean, the Beastie Boys and Public Enemy in 1987 would probably be the first. Like, the first big rap show, for sure, was the first one. Mm. And that was back when, uh, like, we didn't, Public Enemy wasn't even out yet. Like, we were like, who, it was Public Enemy, Murphy's Law, and um, that was a punk rock group, and and the Beastie Boys. And we were all, like, in, like, 10th, 11th grade, whatever it was. Like who's Public Enemy? Who, are they a rock group? Are they a rap group? What are they? Who are they? Who are they? Who are they? And Who I was like, military dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't, it was the logo. We didn't know at all. We didn't even. Like, there was no logo. It was just on the ad. You know, it was like, is this that Public like, Enemy? Who is this going to be? And then like a few days before the show, there was a thing. I think it was in like Spin magazine. There was like a postage stamp size picture of them. It was like Public Enemy on tour with the beat. Like no information really. And I was like, well, they look like rappers. Man, that's when W's came out on stage with machine guns and like they their whole routine and 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 it was the hardest thing like it was and they were like it's hardcore rap y'all it's hardcore rap and I was like oh my god I was like in the tenth <laughs> row ninety percent of the place did not stand up mm. like the whole place just wanted the Beastie Boys they were sitting there like what is this shit I saw that actually I saw Metallica open up for Ozzy Osbourne before and the whole place like Metallica was spitting on the crowd like we were like way in the back twenty some rows back like yeah Metallica. And they were like spitting on the crowd because the crowd was like, fuck you, Ozzy, we mm-hmm. want Ozzy, you know, like, and Metallica did like a 30 minute set, just wrecked it. And it was the same thing with Public Enemy. Like they had to win that crowd. Like that mm-hmm. crowd was there for, you know, fight for your right to party. And that was about it. Yeah. They yeah. didn't give a shit about Public Enemy or Murphy's Law. And uh, they made some fans that night, man. It was in, you know, that was in Erie, Pennsylvania, too. <laughs> uh, incredible show. Yeah. So. <laughs> My first hip-hop show, I, I grew up in a, a very mixed family growing up, and my mother and brothers, they listen to country and rock, mm. and um, my dad is like R&B and jazz, and my first hip-hop show I went to was opened up with Boys to Men, no, Jodeci, Boys to Men, and I went there for MC Hammer. Mm. That's all right. Yeah, but, but you know. It's, <laughs> no, not judging. Not. I would love to see MC, MC Hammer live, man. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, but not turn, now, his not mother out, yeah. turn his mother out, MC Hammer, or... Later. Uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, Terminus of the Route was uh, You Can't Touch This and all that. Was that, that on You Can't Touch This? What I can't remember. I don't remember the no, Golden uh, Hurdle. Hammer, they say you're not Please hitting hammer, in DC. Please hammer, don't hurt yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't have a respect for hip hop. I was young and I just liked the commercial shit that I saw. I mean, yeah. Samir would release his videos on like NBC mm-hmm. when they came out. So oh, wow. I was very much in the commercial hip hop, but that was a gateway for me mm-hmm. to listening to more more better uh, better quality hip hop but i needed that first that first bridge to pull me in mm-hmm. and i feel like there is a place for that for that type of music that's not as um not as enriched and deep in the culture it's more of a, a bridge to get people I mean, in, into like took, it the first time he took hip hop to the suburbs that's what he did yeah yeah i, I just would say that's there's the, a there's his t- role. To a degree, there's a place for it. I don't want to defend the cats that are making ass whack ass music right now but i mean there's there there is some sort of gateway, easy to listen to hip hop, 
and other genres of music that gets you started into it. And then you start delving in deeper and getting to the better quality, more deeper things. It's true. And all that stuff's important. I mean, if you think about it, Rapper's Delight was was bitten, was totally a bite. You know, yeah. Rapper's Delight was pretty poppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Rapper's Delight didn't totally represent what was really, really happening in the streets and in those parties that none of us were at. Right. You that know was what I mean? way after the Cold Crush, Cold Crush right Brothers. After all, yeah. And all and, you yeah. know, they just were the Rapper's first ones to break through. That's what it started out on. I mean, you know, we it, it all kind of comes full circle, you know, um, it just becomes, you know, it's it's like we can't really be mad at MC Hammer or the media. You know, we have to be mad at the media. Yeah, we have to be mad true. at the people that are in control of this and who are pushing it out there. And, you know, they'll tell you. I mean, the people at the at the big labels will tell you, like, we can't put out, you know, we're not putting out most depth because no one cares. We're putting out Fetty Wap. Mm-hmm. That's what people want. And there is a reality to that to an extent. People want, you know, that, that kind of mindless pop or whatever that's easy or it's good in the club or whatever but it's also a lie because i've seen it with my own eyes and we've all seen it many times we've turned people on to this real music mm-hmm. they're like this exists <laughs> i never knew this you know <laughs> and if it's a dance music fan that only knows you know mm-hmm. and they hear something that's like really progressive and crazy something brand new from the uk or something you know like that's just wild you know, France. They're like, oh my God, this exists. You know, it's it's the same thing across the board. You know, like, and we've talked about this a lot in this this podcast. But the fact of the matter is, we you know, like, we have to take those reins. We have to take well, the controls. Let me let, let me ask you this: Is is there have we seen an artist make it outside of the uh, the infrastructure or the powers that be? Like, hey, you know what? From the ground up, we're gonna we're I have my support and this is how I made it. I didn't go, you know, I wasn't played on the radio all the time. I wasn't, uh, you know, picked up by by major. I just came straight from the underground and then I just mean, made it all the way maybe to this level. People are talking Master about P. people. Are, well, Master P had a lot of money, you know, and Master P, you know, he, what happened yeah, with like what happened with Houston exactly. when Asylum came down and signed all these guys? What happens with Master P when when the labels came down to New Orleans and got on them? They saw these guys I flipping, flipping a outside. lot of money, man. They were flipping a lot of money. They were making money. They had the money to put into it, and that's why a lot of the, you know, why do so many Crips and Bloods get signed to major labels? Because they have a built-in fan base. These Chicago guys, there's no reason for Chief fucking Keith to be on a major label, man. The music he makes is major label music? No. The music he makes is going straight funneled into this huge, massive gang network that he's a part of. That's part that all so works you, in hand I, in have hand. Have you seen that happen? Like, yes. Can you, can you think of, without the gang part, but just like not signed to a major, didn't get the big airplay, but made it to well, where it's now? I mean, right now, the example is Chance the Rapper. I yeah, don't totally true. believe that he's 100% independent, and I'm talking shit here straight up because I could be totally wrong. All the stuff that's happening for him, I don't totally believe that all it's too good to be true. Ha- I think it's too good to be true, but I do know that he's is about as independent as it's going to get from what I can see. And I'm not going to make any assumptions because I don't know his business like that, but I know there has to be somebody bigger in there somewhere because it's not. He's on the cover of GQ and things like this. <laughs> and, and, and not only that, he's not just like it didn't just happen like, bam, this, he's going to last like Chance Rapper is going to actually he's there's there's a career being built right now, like big time. He's a good example. You know, when Macklemore, they pulled the the the, the 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 curtain back a little bit on him, where he's like, "So independent, we did this all ourselves." It's like, mm, you're pretty much still in the major label machine. You are, mm-hmm. you are. You know, what happened to him? 
probably got bored spending his money. I don't know. Are you pissed off the wrong person? Not that I spent a second thinking about Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was just curious. Like, was but then, you know, what, what we were talking about earlier, like, I think before the mics were on, we were talking about, you know, when I was thinking about Green Day, um, you know, and Green Day would come to Houston and stay at my friend's house. They had a van that was a piece of crap that looked like it would barely make it to Austin, and they were sleeping on the floors. And then all of a sudden, they made a record that sold $10 million. Like that, ha- that was real. Like, I don't know who they signed, what the hell happened, or they, you know, sold their souls or do whatever. But like, I saw them. I, I'm not, I fucking hated Green Day, honestly. But they, um, they, their sound caught on and they did it. Like Nirvana, like when Bleach came out, you know, they changed the world. I mean, music world with, with Nevermind. Yeah. They changed the whole course of rock music. Boom. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just them. There was Soundgarden, so- there was other bands like that. But like, these were not like zillion dollar acts. I mean, they had Geffen and things like that. They did have, you know, that that is kind of wrong to say they did have a major label come with that Nevermind album. But there, there have been things, you know, there have been musical revolutions before. But that, yeah, there has been. Those are just two examples. I mean, there, there's, look, I mentioned NWA, mm-hmm. NWA earlier. I mean, for what it's worth, Puff kind of revolutionized music in his own way. You don't you love it or hate him, but he had he had an impact, mm-hmm. and so I, I just don't. I'm curious to see what the next, you know, groundbreaking phenomenon or artist or even musically. I mean, trap has been dominating for the past what maybe four years, mm-hmm. pretty much. So I'm like, okay, we we've done this. Everybody's was got on the wagon now let's get it's on the time, next thing man it's time right now and i'm just curious but i don't i haven't heard anybody really you know stepping up and be like you know what i'll be the next outcast or i'll like on that level like I, my sound is going to be different and like i said earlier i mean pack may be the closest thing to it but i don't i've yet to you know to hear about someone who's like you know what i this is what i bring into the game uh, have you? Uh, I think uh, Donald Glover has some interesting. Or Childish Gambino, his album had some different sounds to it. Uh-huh. It, it reminded me uh, also uh, a lot of same sounds. It, 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 rem- <laughs> it reminded me of uh, when. It did. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get away from that. There's millions, billions of different sounds of music playing. If he had come, you can't of- help but overlap something somewhere, th- right? That's you have sure. influences that come in. But I think his sound to me, it ran, it, ran, it reminded me a lot of. When Outkast's, uh, how do I figure this? A Love Below? Uh-huh. Uh, Andre came out with a really weird album uh, when that came out. But I enjoyed it because it was so different. There were so mm-hmm. many different sounds. One song was singing. Another one was more like jazz. Another one was R&B. Another one was more traditional hip-hop. And I felt like he had an album that was kind of like that. It was kind of all over the place. Yeah, but, yeah but you know, for, for what it's worth to me, it's like, Daniel Glover already was already up there. I mean, he was a comedian, he was an actor. Now he chooses to rap, and it works. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So we don't know what that thought process was. If it was, hey, you know, I can do this. Like, oh, well, let me try this. See how that works. Or it was, look, I'm a huge fan of hip hop, and this is what I want to bring to the game. So I don't know what that process was like, but Daniel Glover was already people already knew okay. who he was. I'm thinking about someone who come out of nowhere. Okay, like yeah. You never heard of him, and all of a sudden, boom, he's like the game changer. So here, I, I guess my point, my, my point I'm leading up to is I think I personally enjoy musicians with a lot of range. 
you don't just do this one style up this one vertical type of music. Mm-hmm. And I think you see that in some of the better artists. Um, singing and rapping is a bigger thing now. Like that's you have a lot of rappers that will sing a little bit or try, and that's its thing. Drake. But they're showing more range. Drake being one of them. I mean, even Chance the Rapper has a little bit of that. Um, and I like a hip hop. I like a hip hop band as well. And I think you sing more of that as well. Um, I thought lead all that up with a uh, dram. I just saw him on Thursday at Grizzly Hall. Uh, how was that? It was really good. It was really good. He's not a humana, humana, is he? Nah, not to, not to me. He, matter of fact, at one point, Lane was with me, and he was pretty much serenading the crowd. It was like slow songs. I mean, this is a dude that is a hip-hop artist, but he was there singing, and it felt like I was at a Sade concert. I mean, not as good, but just a slow, slow songs like that. I, I point all this out to say range. Yeah. I want people that can do a lot of different styles of music because I feel like a lot of us today listen to a little bit of everything. And in my artists, it's great to have that type of range and diversity. Well, that's sound. true. But th- even from the booking standpoint, if you have that range, it would be easier to uh, to to be part of a to jump on any to, kind of bill. yeah to jump on any kind of bill too, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, not my bill, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't know. My my what I want now is I want I want to hear songs about destroying the government. I want to hear songs about fighting the police. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear very on the, on the angry, angry music. I want, you know. I'm white, okay. I'm fucking mad about seeing Eric Garner get strangled to death on the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm very mad about all this shit that we're not. Not only that we that this happens every day, but we are seeing it explicitly in our face, like with no question, getting shot in the back. Mm-hmm. You know. We see what if, if you have any if you have any knowledge of like the of Israel and Palestine and the wall over there and what that wall means to those Palestinian people. Uh-huh. And now we're talking about we're going to put a fucking wall along Mexico. You think about that. If that means nothing to you, man, I don't give a shit about what else you're saying in your songs. I don't care how you feel about life. <laughs> if you don't think about these things at all, if you're not mad at all if you're not going to say a thing about that if you're not going to show up you know what i'm saying when they shut down all the the fucking clinics in texas yeah you know you're not going to show up you have nothing to say about that and i don't give a shit you know about childish gambino or about any of these fucking rappers Uh you know at this point that rap music is the most direct fucking way to tell somebody something like a young person something the the what what drew me into this music as a youth was how direct the message was mm-hmm. from the song the message the song the message yeah. on up you know i mean like honestly you know run dmc was was big for you know as when i was you know i was 10 or something you know i was young like the, you know the kind of rocky rap like heavier rap stuff is what drew, drew sure. me in they weren't always saying something but like man i was so fortunate to have public enemy I was so fortunate to have the Boogie Down production songs, Brand Nubian. You know, what would I have known about Afrocentricity or whatever? Like, I wouldn't even know it existed mm-hmm. if I didn't hear music like Poor Righteous Teachers, mm-hmm. Queen Latifah, Moni Love even. Uh, across the board, man, like, we had that balance. And at the time, we still had Vanilla Ice and we still had MC Hammer and we yep. still had all this other shit. Download. You know? <laughs> Young MC. But... Man. But, but I actually was able to get get hype on. I could get hype on Bust a Move from Young MC, and then I could hear Fight the Power. Right. It's not happening right now, man. And 
when you talk about an Eric Garner, which is like the man was strangled to death on the ground. This wasn't a, a shot like a bam. Oops, we shot and killed someone in the back. No, he was strangled to death over a course of time telling them he couldn't breathe. And we all saw it. And these guys are, are fine. These cops are fine. Fine, living fine. No. You know, like this stuff is all in our face right now. It's time to react. You know, this music is something that is a tool that we can use. So for me, I don't fucking like Dram. I don't care. I don't hate him. He ain't saying shit to me right now you know well if i sound old or if i sound like whatever <laughs> i'm i am old. i love it i am old and i have the knowledge that your stupid little ass should be listening to so who For is real. doing that who is doing that right now blackie from where <laughs> from houston man that's the thing there are artists who do say things here and there but i i mean to i mean oshun from new york lyric michelle mm-hmm. a lot to say oshun is a fucking revolution have you heard oshun O S H U N. Listen to them. Find them. Shit, the women are saying more than than the men, right? You know, like the, there's radical women out there, <laughs> like, right. radical female MCs out there. You know, you know, like when you hear Lyric Michelle's album, when you hear, uh, you know, Gilla has had some things he said. Like there's, you know, run the jewels, Killer yeah, Mike, run the jewels, run yeah, the jewels. Killer Mike. That's true. I yeah. mean, look how long it took. You know, and that's it. Killer Mike is a testament to this yeah. grind, man. Like, look how long it took. I used to be like, man, Killer Mike is one of the best MCs out there. This is from early Killer Mike. Cause he was, and he is, and finally he was able to find his lane. I used, I went, I took Killer Mike to his first shows in Europe, and I remember having to talk with him about. He was kind of in this world of you know Atlanta rap, like you have to follow this formula. This is how you make yep. it. You know, you make it in this formula, and and not just musically, but like. He said to me at the time, he would not perform. For less than seven thousand dollars, and I was like, well. I know for sure the venues in Austin aren't paying you $7,000. And he was like, well, you know, I have to make my value and I have to stick to it. And if I go below my value, then, you know, I'm, I'm sliding myself. And I was like, Mike, you know, that's fine. But if someone has $2,000 for you on a Tuesday and you don't take it, then you don't have that $2,000 for one. And then I said too, every day you're a dynamic performer dynamic mc people need to see people need to hear mike mm-hmm. i was like every day and night that you're not on stage in front of people is another day and night that you're not on stage in front of people and he was like we were high in amsterdam so. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like whoa what you, i never thought about it like that mm-hmm. every day i'm not on stage in front of people is another day that i'm not on stage in front of people and that might sound super simple <laughs> But that's what you're supposed to be doing. It's true. Yeah. You know, and like now, thank God, Run the Jewels is out there doing what they do. You know, hopefully, I mean, experimental sounds. You know, these guys are older. Yeah. You know, I don't expect the 16-year-olds to be like, you know, there are 16-year-olds who love Run the Jewels, but I don't expect every single one of them to just be like, oh, my God, those are my heroes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Even though Chuck D was in his 30s when we were 17, 18. And we loved him. Um, But... I do feel like there can be a whole wave, you know, if Migos and Drake and all them can influence people so much, then, you know, there's kids in Wisconsin or wherever, (laughs) everywhere, no, everywhere, like that are, that are being influenced by this type of music. It's a matter of time before 
their sound clouds get heard by the right people and their music starts getting pushed out in the right directions. I don't necessarily think the clear channel stations are going to jump on Run the Jewels or mm-hmm. any of the groups that are sort of like that. No, they will but, once they realize that it's actually creating but buzz people, and Israelis. Man, it's going to start happening, man. Like, you can only hear the same thing so much, man. Like, you only wow. hear that so much. And people are going to start, they got to start getting angry. Like, I am so mad. You know, like, who's, if you're not mad, like, what are you, you're not what are you attention. on? Like, what are you on that's keeping you from being mad? Because I want that. I don't want it, actually. <laughs> I want to stay mad. But, <laughs> stay mad. but it all, it all comes out. I'm kind of talking in circles here, but I mean, the pills, you know, and what the fuck do these motherfuckers rap about? Pharmaceutical drugs, too. Yeah. Yeah. Not just weed. That, not that's that's just LSD. Shit. That shit is made by the devils. That are controlling you. The ph- big pharma is part of that. Those are devils putting devil juice in you, making you not care, making you make the same kind of music, making you like the same sort of tones. I'm telling you, all this shit works hand in hand. Thank Preach. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank, you Thank you for having me. Yeah, right. Feedback. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and that's what sucks about Infowars too, is because when they got on Trump's payroll, they went in a whole nother direction you know what i mean, I mean? If you really got I, crazy conspiracy I, theories anyway. i think I, I i always was like you know at least 50 percent of alex jones's shit was pretty on point like he would t- he would get out there and really dig into some shit and tell you some things maybe some of his rants were a little crazy maybe some of his stuff was a little further off now but now it's like he, you can't listen to him but do you do you think that that's over you know one there's no stopping technology i mean we went from right you know, a track to cassettes to CDs. Now everything is. We have this this power, this living thing called the internet that nobody can regulate, nobody can shut down, nobody can really vet. There's fake news going around left, alternative facts and videos and cat videos and all that bullshit. And there's not because there's not really a way to co- to you know to control it. I think that you know we're stuck in this. Uh, in this world where we don't really know what's what's good and what's not what's uh, so we try to figure out what that formula is and at the end of the day that's that's what that's what we use man fucking figure it out well I mean you we know should, what I'm we <laughs> like, figure we it out man need- because like get past it I like cat videos too you know <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of the matter is like you know I try to turn it off especially with all the trump shit now because i already know we already know what's going on you know some of us i don't really want to sit and think about it all day and, and listen to it all day but you know it's it's inescapable right now the the kids know the kids are hearing these things like and and what we need to do is show them you know that that's not exactly the way that's not the pro- the direction that's not where we need to go and it's way bigger than trump trump is only a symbol of the real, real deal. Bad problems. and bougie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a. You have comments. Yeah, we got some comments rolling through. We asked earlier about who is, you know, sp- who is like um, run the jewels, right? Speaking to that anger. Mm-hmm. So I'm throughout their tech nine. Um, I presume to as an answer to that question, and then other MCs. Natalie Crew, shout out to you, posting on here. MC up, from Brazil. Yes. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that artist. Do you, have you heard who, of MC? Who? Yes. MC. Emcida, right? Am I saying it right? Emcida from Brazil. Anyone? I don't know. 
Hey, if you have a if you have a question, I just read the comment. Yeah, no, talking about you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think what the point Natalie's trying to make is this artist in Brazil performed for two hundred thousand people in a huge arena setting and actually has something to say and is right. spreading a message. Like to me, a lot of those things, you know, you see that in other countries a lot more. You know, I I travel around the world to meet people who are way more radical and way more informed than the yeah. average American. It is what it is, you know. That doesn't mean that we're not turning around a little bit and we can broaden the spectrum a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but I, you know, thank you, Natalie, for all you do for this music as well. Yeah, would uh, the phones are on. So if you want to call in with a question or a comment, we've been we've been uh, rambling for a while now, almost uh, an hour. The number is five one two five three nine zero two two five. Call in with your with your questions, comments. What do you think about hip hop? What do you think about the Illuminati and this theory about how Music is controlling the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 scary. It it really is. It really is. And I sometimes I feel bad for <laughs> for this new generation. I really do, because I mean, there's, there's they're no overwhelmed. Stopping. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's no stopping it. Uh, you know, now like VR is the thing now to where you might be able to go to a show by just staying in your house and putting goggles on, and then you're just chilling mm. there. And now you get to be at you know, some concert somewhere and you're like, okay, so you're part of it, but you're not, you don't really get to touch or mm. feel or any of that stuff. So I, I think as technology progresses and there's really, there's no stopping it. They're not going to say, okay, we've, we've had enough. I think uh, Spotify and Pandora is as far as it's going to go. <laughs> and that's it. It's not going to happen. Yep, there's always the next big thing. So kids growing up, that's, that's all they know. And their kids it might be even worse. Where you don't They're have. They're just gonna listen to like one tone, just. You hear that new one? It goes. It's a little higher. Seriously. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's coming. Like it, it was, like you said, it was an experience to go to the record store, you know, go through the crates, take out a record, look at the art, look at the the credits, look at who was featured, who produced it, who did what, to oh yeah, play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I used to burn a lot of CDs, and I still <laughs> back in the day. But I would still go and like see, okay, what what does the cover look like, mm-hmm. and just buy the album. And now it's like, yeah, just you know, get on Spotify and hit play, and hopefully that this dude knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But he probably maybe he probably doesn't. Probably doesn't. <laughs> he probably has no fucking clue. He's just, yeah, this is what I listen to when I work out. Okay, so I'm listening to that when I work out, too. No. Yeah. Well, man, I'm thinking about tonight. Uh, this is going to air later, I guess, or if anybody's listening live. I definitely want to go downtown and see Sloke's art show. I don't know if you guys know the Austin graffiti legend Sloke, Nathan Nordstrom, yeah. original MBK. He's down at the uh, Mexican-American Cultural Center. Yeah. with Down Rainy Street? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which I hate to go on Rainy Street now it makes me sick, but I do. I do love the Mexican American Cultural Center, and uh, that's an Austin legend right there. I'm excited to go check him out. Sweet. Do we have any other comments? Does anybody else hit us up? Ah, uh, no. People were talking about our VR comments, but just kind of laughing about it. Um, What's up, Deuce? scene? Yeah, but you can already do what you're talking about. I mean, that's yeah. basically what they're saying. You can pop on your VR glasses and go see a live stream of a concert. And I'll say I love live music and live concerts, and I dig technology. I'm a, I'm a techie myself, but so am I, yeah. there's something to be said about being in a room with a group of people and that collective energy um, going back and forth between the stage it and the is. audience. You can't, you will never, 
You will never get that from DR. You know, I can't I can't get mad at artists who tell people to get off their phones while they're performing. You know, especially during festivals. Yeah. You know, if it's uh like I've 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 gone to shows when there was maybe, you know, 20, 20 30 people in a room and everybody in there is engaged. When you're at a festival and you mm. can you think you can just, you know, blend in the crowd and all you see is your phone selfie sticks. Selfie sticks <laughs> and and your phone is up and you're recording the entire show get that you're not going to watch again. Chances are it's just doing yeah. that for bragging rights. Sounds Look, horrible. Yeah. I mean, I remember that when Kanye came, I didn't go to the show, but I went on Instagram. I, te- I, I searched Kanye and it's Everywhere. like I was there. Everybody had, I mean, let the ones who are paid to do that, mm, do that. Yeah. If you're writing for Rolling Stone and you're covering the show for whatever magazine or news outlet, that's what you do. That's what you get a pass for. You get in the front, take the best pictures. But your blurry ass picture from the balcony for the Kanye West show. Don't nobody want to see that. Nobody wants to see that. And it's not even for you. That's the thing. It's, It's just for, oh, look, I was there. Some artists are smart about it, though, and they're aware of the world we live in with phones. And I've been definitely been on concerts where they'll say, all right, put up your phones. I just want to see everyone's face. And then they'll flip it around and say, all right, take out your phones right now. I want to I want to see everyone's phones out. So they get just everyone collectively working together. And yeah, so I mean, when you control your crowd that way, that's good. Just crowd engagement. Like I've seen shows where the, the band used the footage from the crowd to make a music video like that that's dope yeah like you're I'm re-channeling that. that something yeah. you don't like you channel it in a better way but i mean just being up there with your phone up like just uh you're just taking space at that <laughs> well you're not paying yeah. attention to the concert no, i mean not. i take pictures phone. at everything i go to i'll take a, a few pictures and, and try to respect the first few songs that yep. sort of thing but i mean it's go i don't even like going to shows like that anymore like it makes me you know, I'm tall oh. too. I'm real tall, man. <laughs> and these people throw their phones in the air, and it's just like, dude, what are you? You're not. You can't even possibly be getting any footage, man. With that, you're getting footage of the phone in front of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But here's a, this is maybe typical to hip hop. The last few hip hop shows that I've been to, I didn't feel like the crowd was in it. I don't know what it was. Man. I don't know if you can blame the artist because it could be somebody, someone dope on stage. But they have to wake everybody up every once in a while, and it's not because the, because peop- the people are on pills and they're obsessed with their phones and they're thinking about ten million other things that's coming through their phones. I mean, phones or no phones, it's like like I remember remember when they're uh, docile, when Tribe like docile, Tribe came, man. I mean, when Tribe came to South by and they opened for Prince. Yeah, I didn't go. So, the whole time, Q-tip, it's a, it's telling people wake the fuck up, like we're we're fucking Tribe Called Quest, and all four of us are here and. What the hell? So it, it's. I've been at hip hop shows where it was like you know throw your hands up and go like this blah blah, blah. and now it's like I don't want to throw my hands up. I'm just gonna stand there and then just nod old. and just watch. Because what? Because you old. No no no. I do it. I put <laughs> my hands up. I mean shit. <laughs> I, mean, I paid. I I paid that money. I I put. Look, I make the best out of any fucking situation. But I don't know if it's proper to hip hop or not. Because at least another you know in EDM when it's like very. You know, it's visual. You have fire. I'm gonna bring this all full circle for you right now. Good. It's the EDM influence on hip hop that's ruining things because this is what I used to hate about raves and what I never not hate. I never just understood this. Like, I never understood watching a DJ that wasn't like you know like Cubert or something. Sure, but like these techno DJs and these people who are literally just 
nothing pushing yeah. up. They're not even they're mixing nobbing. records. They're like nobbing. they're not even doing anything whatsoever. They do Jesus poses. Like you don't have time to do that. And they shit. might have some lights. There might be something. But like this is a rave. This is electronic music. The people might jump up and down a little. But they're this, they're not dancing. This is not like a dance party where everyone's like in the groove dancing to some DJ. They're standing there like Jesus is on stage. Like, whoa, like, there's that dude, you know, they're like just staring at him. And I'm like, what are you looking at, man? He's not even like walking back and forth across the stage. He's not like going, all right, everybody, like nothing. He's like, you know, and there's nothing to it. And they're just, and that, that's like such a weird herd mentality of these people just standing there staring at someone doing nothing. Wait for the job, man. And, and that's what the music is happening. That's a lot of this is happening with hip hop now. I, you could call it just hop now because the dudes just hop around on stage, and that's what gets the people hyped now. Like these little kids are like hop, 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 hop in the same rhythm. All of them the exact same rhythm. All the same groups. Every mm-hmm. show you see the exact same rhythm of hopping. Mm-hmm. It all comes full circle. It is what it is. Like that's that's what happened here, man. That's that's it's uh the the digital digitizing of everything like they they can control it a lot easier they're they're sending that message they're making it all one thing man and the kids are just like yeah they're docile they're in this world and a lot of them are you don't need a fucking xanax when you're 15 man i'm sorry Go yeah. run around the block. You're just 15. That's why you are. Yeah, that's, that's all you <laughs> do. You're supposed to be. Force, that's put your fucking kid on. Force around. your kid to be on the track team. Yeah. Something, you know, put him in boxing, make him go swimming, do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, but they give him these pills and they're like, what? And that's what a lot of, that's, that is very legitimately what we're up against. Yeah. Wait for the job. To, to your earlier question, actually, um, I actually push back against that um, about who, if a, if a audience is, not woken up, right? Those little docile. I put that on the artist a lot. As an artist, you you part of your job is to wake up the crowd. You're it, you're like the shaman of the church no, of music. True, it's true. No, no, no that's true. Be, it, it's, 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 it's true. It's give and take, and and I think that you're. Um, it it's just that hip hop is to me is always, I mean, like any music really, about energy, mm-hmm. and when you have a whole crowd in front of you of people who just standing there and just barely nodding, barely nodding. It, it's like, no, that's not what this is. I mean, back in the day, it was all, throw your hands in the air, waving like you just don't care, la, 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 la. And now it's humana, humana, and people are just, yeah, I'll humana, humana along. I mean, even to throw mm-hmm. your hands in the air, you can't do that at the opening of your set. You have to well, feel like no, you have to earn no, the I mean, crowd. Got, as an artist, you got to know what you're doing. Yeah, of course. But it, it's, it. I, I don't like. It, it's disrespectful to me when you have a dude on stage, and he's you know putting on the show, and he's he, he's having to wake everybody up every five minutes because people are just standing there, mm-hmm. like. It's it there. People are just too okay. good to I'm throw gonna their say hands it like up. this. I'm gonna say it like this. Quit fucking asking them to throw their fucking hands up when they're not doing it. And if there's ten people in the room, stop making us feel uncomfortable by asking us to fucking put our hands up all the time. <laughs> like I hate that shit. I hate when I'm at a show. It's like a local artist, and like you know, because one of the problems with rap is that the music is on up in a CD or a jump drive or something. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. not a lot, and they're the DJ. They don't have real DJs right. on anymore. So there's not a lot of options. Are they rapping changing, on their vocals? Like yeah. changing on the well, they're rapping on their vocals too, which is even worse. But That's changing horrible. on the spot, so. They're like, well, this is going to be my show. And they're in their room, like, dreaming that people are going to be so hyped for like, All right, throw your hands up. I'm like, there's no one fucking here. I'm here trying to watch you. Let me hear your fucking song. 
Well, not do it. Do, you know, don't do it and right that sort of engaged. thing. Like, or if the crowd isn't engaging with you, find something else. You don't, you don't yeah. have to keep yelling about like that. I walk outside at that point. I'm like, quit. I'm embarrassed now. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna throw my hands up the whole time. Make play your fucking song. You know, and that gets annoying actually. So when it comes to the crowds, it's like you have to be able to adapt. I come up from punk rock, man, going on tour in shitty vans. You know, pulling into a city and there's three people there. The band wrecks it. We get back in the van, go to the next city, the same shit. It is what it is. And then the next tour, there's more, and the next tour, there's more. Mm-hmm. And you just adapt and you do it. You get in, you get out. You think hip hop? In hip hop, man, I've seen so many. I mean, I've seen artists get mad at the audience, and I'm like, no. bitch, it ain't their fault, man. Like they, they're not, they're not feeling you. You need to, you know, like it's like it's like an ice skater. They fall down, they get back up, and they keep skating because that's part of their routine. It yep, is what yep. it is, like. You have to do that, and you have to come in with that same mentality. Oops, you know, you're a gymnast and you fell. Well, you better just finish your routine. Mm-hmm. Don't be a be bitch. professional. Yeah, you know, like, and all my I've sat there, dude, and that's a thing. The, the, like, just here, title, I've seen it so there. often, and I've seen it in Austin, especially back in the day. People are like, yo, dude, I've seen promoters give it up and give speeches. Like, I'm like, we're here, man. You're yelling yes. at us. Like, we're actually, y'all don't support the Austin scene, man. Y'all don't do this. And y'all don't do that. I'm oh like, my God. I'm here, <laughs> motherfucker. You have a story? Hold on, you, no, just cardinal rule number one. I'm a big concert goer. I go to yeah. a lot of shows. The moment you accuse me of anything in the audience, yeah, exactly. Oh, you're not hype enough. Oh, you, I, I don't like your energy. As soon as you start complaining to me, yeah, that doesn't. You man. completely shut me down. Chill with that. I'm shit. done. Yeah, that's that's such bad professionalism. The last time I had it done to me was a uh, schoolboy Q. At a at a fun fun fun. One fest. of the most boring people ever in music. Man, he was out there <laughs> performing, and the audience didn't. I mean, that's not. Fun 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 Fest, that's that's more of a punk rock crowd, but they have something about Sure, they may not have all been there for him, but he's got to win that crowd over. Lots of people were there for him, it. and he's boring. Oh, well, I left. I, I was like, like I'm going to go see churches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's not a great performer. His music's boring as hell. What do you expect these people to do? Yeah, but call the number, don't blame your audience. Don't blame your, don't blame your audience. And when they're high as hell. He's trying to bring back the book. You know, That's huh? all you're impressed for. People just feel entitled to having a big crowd and performing. No, but Even I mean, the way you described Tribe Called Quest. I mean, I don't know what the scene was. I know you were over there doing a side little brag about getting to see Prince. Well, no. Yeah, people were. Yeah, I, I mean, but that's if, a hard if, act to open for. People are there yeah, waiting for Prince, for Prince. And they do not give a shit about Tribe Called Quest. I would. You would. Yeah. I, but, but the average person who fought to get a ticket. First of all, they were industry as fuck because they wouldn't have gotten in if they didn't have some kind of connection. Right. It, was, it was a Samsung joint. Yeah. yeah, and the Samsung thing, and you know, dude, I didn't. I watched the. I'll never forget when Jay Z did a Samsung show at uh, at ACL Live during Interactive. I didn't even go to it. Uh, I watched, yeah. but it was online, right? So I watched yeah. it, and I was watching the crowd. I was like, I was pu- I was probably thirty nine then, or whatever. I was like, I'm pushing forty already. I was like, that crowd's whiter and older than me, sitting in their seats, like not sitting moving. In the seat, yeah, like that whole yeah, place, thirty five hundred people, man, were just sitting there like to see Jay. I was like, why are you? What? Why are you seeing Jay Z? They just want to say they went. They just went, like for some reason, like they did. It is what it is. But things have changed, man. I mean, and it's for the better in a lot of ways for hip hop. We wanted this. We wanted to be big and make money and have commercials and 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 be in the New York Times and be on TV. We wanted TV networks dedicated to this. We wanted all these things or whatever. But it's like we gotta, you know, kind of rein some of these things in. Like we wanted it to grow this big. Now that it's this big, how do we kind of nurture it into like keeping it real, keeping it good, getting some kind of more of a quality control? Because when there was way less, you know, I'd run home from school every day to watch a 30 minute program called Yo MTV Raps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there was six videos on there, two might have been Vanilla Ice type shit, two might have been Brand Nubian type thing, and two might have been 
Some brand new shit. Some you new, you know, some you know, digital planet, something, <laughs> or fresh prints, or whatever. Like there was something for there was more for everyone there. You know, it wasn't just like we wouldn't have ran home from school if it was all Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer. You know what I mean? It was a mix. And is there any show like that? No. I can't. I mean, I remember. They show music videos. Well, I mean, to watch videos on a TV section for what now? I mean, you yeah, can watch every video right now. Online, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Like, but that curation. But I the curation is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember. Uh, well, who Shout out to Brother K. Yes. <laughs> who's the dude uh, on BET who had the show with the booth, and then he'll bring in some Tiger, MCs. Big Tigger, Big Tigger, Big Tigger, Big Tigger yeah. yeah, the basement, yeah. the basement, right? Basement, yeah. Rap City's yeah. the basement. Rap City's the basement, like something like that. Like that was, you know, I I like that show a lot. There's things like that, but it's not the same. It's not totally. No, the it's same, not. You know. Nobody's coming back to <laughs> put on the show and play some videos anyway. Everything's on YouTube. Yeah. All right, we're gonna wrap things up. We've been talking for an hour, part two. Yep. Of our conversation. Great talk, man. Man, thank it you is. for having me. I appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. Thank all you. And I like what you do, man. I love that you're promoting real music from here in Austin and beyond, but also really just giving a look at, you know, I one of the problems here in Austin is that a lot of the people here are older than us that, that are in control of some of this stuff, and a lot of the same things keep getting promoted. Mm-hmm. Same vision of Austin. And like like we said, we talked about Jackie Vincent earlier. We talked about, you know, Keeper. We talked about. Zeely and some of these other artists that are coming out of Austin. It's important, you know, that people know, you know, DJ Mel is here, man. Like one of the greatest DJs ever of all time. Mm-hmm. Like one of the greatest DJs ever is mm-hmm. DJ Mel. Like hands down, he's here in Austin. Like it's important to get these stories out because a lot of the same stories get told, the same stuff. Like they're still talking about the singer songwriters of the 60s and 70s. They're still talking about you know you know the same things over and over it's rock and roll this or it's this or one group that happens to break out this year that's there's a deep landscape here in austin and people like you you know i appreciate for trying to nurture and, and give them at some kind of platform because it's you know nobody nobody else is talking to a lot of the people you're talking to thank you i'm yeah, blushing we appreciate that for real <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that uh again pusher mania at pusher mania everywhere go to pushermania.com uh let's see any announcements no no we're good oh well saul paul will be on oh yes uh trying to see it could be like a couple weeks from now or next week i'm trying to work things out uh with him but he'll be the next our next guest saul paul he has a great story to tell Mm, yeah for real great story to tell seriously you'll love it you'll love it real inspiring dude hell yeah um, I'd like to announce again I'll be in Europe With Devin the Dude March oh, 1st through the 21st or so On tour Throughout Scandinavia Germany All over Cool Wow So all Europe. of our European listeners so Out there listening <laughs> And we do actually Believe we it do? or not yeah. We've got people Who download from Europe Yep nice. So Thank you again Byron Thank you Nico yes, Shout out to Lane on the couch Shout Lane. out Lane <laughs> Wisconsin representing. Yes, <laughs> Midwest, Midwest ATX. Yep. So follow the feedback, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Add the feedback, BAK, of course. Uh, leave us uh, a review or rate it on iTunes. It helps with the ranking. And like like Matt just said, you know, we're the only ones who do this, and it's necessary. And our goal is to have a conversation about the scene, so you guys can learn about what's going on in Austin from the people who make it. So thank you again. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao.